Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? Mind. And his partner, for Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence. I'm eating a sandwich. Just now, Gredo. Gredo is with me, of course. Gredo, the main man, the legend himself. Listen, ask Gredo. I'm eating a sandwich. Mm. Mm. Is that all right? But, well, you're going to get away with it tonight, mate, because I'm at my digs and I've not got my mic. And what happens when I've got my mic is I, I like to kind of pause it or at least turn it off when I'm taking a draw of my vape so it doesn't ruin the sound. So, so I do apologise in advance. You suck on your vape and I'll chew my sandwich at the same time. Right, here we go. After three, three, two, one, suck. Mm. Welcome to Wrestling Daft. Mm. Cracking. How's your week been, Gredo? What have you been up to? Just recording, filming two doors down. Dane, hi. Dane radio, then two doors down and stuff like that. So just been kind of kept busy. I'm up in Glasgow now, so. You're a busy boy, yeah. Well, I Watching the wrestling night when I can, no current stuff, but I watched uh, Bret Hart versus uh, Mr. Perfect SummerSlam '91 the other night. Uh huh. Beautiful. It's not as good as you make it to be. Shut up, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I've been um, I've been watching a fair bit of Bret Hart stuff lately, by the way, because I kind of feel because like I'm always a bit, a bit harsh on Bret Hart. I mean, well. The E and E, the A and E one him was probably the best one at the lot, but he, f- he fucking loves himself, old Bret Hartman. Oh, he loves himself. He right. loves himself. He's the biggest fan, but you know what? When you when you look at Batman, his shit looks tremendous. Oh. And and if he if he has a big punter for himself, then he's got the you know. He's got fucking. You can talk a talk, but he can walk a walk and all, can he? Oh, you know what I mean. That's exactly. Welcome to wrestling, Dart. This is where we. So let's see what the punters have been saying. Somebody so far. <laughs> so WWE SPFL got in touch, right? He says, I like Adam Cole, he says. But he says, ever since listening to Rab, I'm convinced he's actually shrinking. What sort of mad Papa Shango voodoo is Rab putting on him? That guy is getting weird, I think. He's still eating that piece. <laughs> I think that guy's getting weird. Well, you know, he might have a, you don't know, you, you can't, he might have an underlying health condition. Come on, no. You don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Do you think Adam Cole's like Benjamin Button? Is that what you're trying to say, Grado? Benjamin Button, the guy that's old? He starts old, starts old and then grows backwards. No, he's not, turning into a, he's not turning into a baby. What Grado's saying is that he might, Secretly behind the scenes, have a heroin addiction. <laughs> that what you're saying, Gredo? Because that's quite litigious. See, be fair. If he had the heroin addiction, right now, see all ex heroin addicts. Remember, we say he's got addiction, but see all ex heroin addicts. They're all buff as fuck. Look at Dave Navarro. Look at Anthony Kiedis. Look- <laughs> 
was oh, well, not the ones you get in Glasgow, but see when they come off the when they come off the skag, they all go buff as fuck. Renting and train spot, and then he goes another one. Off the skag, you look something for a Hebs advert. You got to get off the skag. <laughs> Adam Cole's got to go off the skag. But Sarah, how about it? I really fancy you. Should have seen the straight hunts out tonight. I remember that one. And what was the boy band one? My lonely mate or something. That was a girl band. It was a girl band, right? They were called... What were they called? That was a stop smoking one, wasn't it? They were called Stinks or something. This is a I think they were called Stinks. This is a So, Bronze Chair... Camel's first movement. Bronze Cello says following on for last week's discussion about gravestones and Andre the Giant being cremated on the Hidden Treasures documentary it states that Andre's ashes weighed 19 pounds that's crazy is that true <laughs> that, that's what he that's what he says that's heavier than a, a baby that's like two babies worth alright that's heavy ashes are they counting the arm I think they're counting the arm they're probably counting the I don't think they are I mean surely oh, they will be you know it's just wrestling in it it's calmly as fuck man. they'll be counting on them. I mean I've never I've never actually felt ashes or seen them real I've just kind of is it just like fag ashes it's like a powder. It's like a kind of chalky powder. I love, I love it. You can put them on your cereal on it. <laughs> For an extra wee, put them in your muesli, mate. Where would you get your ashes spread? I would get my ashes spread. Where would I get my ashes spread? <clears throat> Probably at the centre spot in Ibrox, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you get your spread, Gredo? Just on top of mine at the centre spot. I know. <laughs> there or the Buffs Park or the Sir Matt Busby Sports Centre. I know where I'm getting mine spread, actually. I know, I know the answer to that one. Um, up at Glen Etive, which is up the north of Scotland. I would probably get them there or I'd get them hooked into the Clyde here by Helensborough. Or I would get them sprinkled up Springburn Park in Balonock. What are you, John? Um, I've never thought of this, but I think it would be quite nice. You know, as a Falkirk supporter, you know, the penalty spot, that'd be quite nice. Yeah, I'd like Do Falkirk have a grin? They have a football grin? I would do, I. Yeah. I thought Falkirk were one of the teams that just get a Lenny other people's grins to play their games. No. <laughs> no Did they actually no. have their own? How long have they had their own pitch? I thought for quite some time, quite some time. But like they play games, they play games there, not it. They do fans I. go? They do fans go? Fans go and everything. I yeah. What? Where do they train? Uh, the community centre. No. Do they, they train? train in the pitch of the stadium. Well, the players are working in a call centre uh, most morning, so they don't really get a chance to do much training. I don't think. Anyway, that leads us nicely on to our next uh, shout-out from Ben, one of our punters. That's true. Ben spotted another incidence of football and wrestling as Dumbarton announced new signing Joe McKee via the Chris Jericho countdown. Would you like to see this? I would like to see it. Like that. No harm to Joe McKee, but it's oh, it's such a letdown that in it when it does that count down there. It's just him. <laughs> like no harm to him, but you know what I mean. That was one of the greatest debuts in wrestling history, and then it's Joe McKee. No harm to him, like I said, lovely guy, kind to his family and all that. But uh, me and he, you know he's not a mad right winger like Jericho as well. But he, you know what I mean, just it's just a. Just about disappointing. You, you fucking bamming me up, John. The Falkirk actually have the rain grin. Let's move on from that now. He also <laughs> he also flagged up a tweet for a coffee shop that went viral, old Ben, wearing a Job advert they advertised for a Batista instead of a barista. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, it inspired a lot of responses that thread, such as a. Uh, uh, I walk alone inside this cup of coffee. <laughs> Free Batista bomb with every 10th coffee purchased. 
<laughs> I walk for miles inside this pit of Costa. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be expected to work as part of a team. Well, then this job is not for me because I work alone. It's <laughs> quite good banner. A fucking hilarious banner, isn't it, for the wrestling boys all sitting there chugging away, writing their wee tweets. Pablo of Pablo's Vault of Horror fame flags up a tweet for Irish wrestler Damien Corvin, whose new stable has the tagline, Defeat, Destroy, Devour. Ask the question, hold on, is this a cannibal faction? D- why devour? Defeat, destroy, devour. Are they eating people? I don't believe that. I just think they probably like like the use of the alliteration. You know, uh, what else do you like? Oh, defeat, destroy, that's a good start. That's a good tagline. Oh, what else, else begins with D? Oh, oh get defeat, the old destroy, devour. I quite like it. Good question for Karate Warrior 2. Hey, Robin Grado throwing this one out there. Wrestlers who made you go, oh, no, him again, fucking hell, when they appeared on telly. Mine's got to be WCW's Jerry Flynn, he says. Hated that guy. Uh, mine's was Van Hammer, WCW. Whenever Van Hammer came out, I was like, fucking no, him, man. Mine's was probably Robbie E in TNA. Robbie <laughs> E in TNA. Uh, I like, was in a, what I was you don't saying, like him, do you? You don't like him, else. Grado, do you? You don't like him. It's all right, but I bought his fucking t-shirt. It doesn't fit me. Um, I bought because um, see when he done that Jersey Shore gimmick and all that, and brown, brown. I felt at the same time Zach Ryder was doing the same stuff. Yeah, pissed me off. Let me ask you a question: If Robbie E auditioned for a role in Two Doors Down, right, and he got it, the producer says to you, "Grado, Robbie E's got a role in Two Doors Down." Would you use your influence and your stroke to try and get him punted out of the show? Because he done the same There we go. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, and uh, the one and only coach trip, our good friend Adam Shame, has pointed towards a tweet for Kurt Angle that says, Met up with my great friend Scott Steiner at River City Wrestling Convention. Great seeing you, Scotty. It's true. River City Wrestling Con. Um, and says he looks like a joint venture for Grado and Shell Suit Bob. River City Wrestling. What match would you like to see? Involving the characters from River City, I think the big thing with this is it sounds like it's bumping Soapcon. Oh, that's true. For that's me, true. that's that's Soapcon. You know what I mean? I want to see a match between the. I don't watch it. I've got any idea who's in it. I'd um, like Lenny Murdoch versus um, Roshin. Tell you what. Lenny Murdoch would make a good manager in a gangster faction in Glasgow. Wouldn't he? He would. Do you know what I mean? Who? Joyce would make a good women's wrestler without a doubt. Who was a wee guy that had kind of ginger hair that was in River City years ago? Oh, D- uh, no, Devon. What was his name? It's something like that. Devon oh, Dudley. Vader. 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 Aye, Vader. Um, Vader. I would like to see him versus. Um, who was the lassie who. There was a lassie in it who was like, oh fuck's sake, man! I'm trying to remember. She was like a she was a schoolgirl when she was in it. Madonna. No. No, she was like. I'm trying to remember. I'm going back a few years here. Never mind. Let's go with somebody else. Who was the the big boy? The fuck! Yeah, I've got any. I've got any fucking idea, man. Big, big right. Bob. Big Bob. That's no. Bob would be wanting to watch, wouldn't it? Battle of the Bobs. Battle of the Bobs. The Battle of the Bobs would be one to see, wouldn't it? Uh, Tom Urey, great guy. Shout out to him. Before we move on, thanks to Spray Paint Scott, who's come across a tune by a band called The Beef Supreme, simply called Flair. Let's hear a bit of this. It's about Ric Flair, I assume. Never ever send us in like again, spray paint, Scott, right? Because we sat and listened to that for about fucking four hours and we we're listening again and again, going, and I it was a wee bit of wrestling in the video and stuff, but this is a podcast. Have a bit of you need to think rationally about this stuff before you send stuff in. And if any of you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. Don't be sending us any shite on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast. 
Don't be sending any garbage to us. Just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Nay shite. Or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Get a grip. Stop sending the shite hangs. <laughs> now, every week we separate the bad for the good of wrestling. The three lines for the yes, sir. I can boogie. I'm sick of yes, sir. I can boogie. I know no offence, John. I know George Bowie did his remix and all that. And, you know, but come on, get a rest. Seeing people with a t-shirt so on that, let's get a rest. Wrap it, John. Right, wrap it. Yeah, I think you've you've ripped arse with it, John. Yes, sir, I can boogie, I think. Still top 10, I think, in the iTunes chart. Is it? Aye. Well, okay. I've heard uh, Falkirk have a football gun as well, so, mm-hmm. I mean... Right, so let's talk about Barry and Putting Over. Obviously, we both want to put over Grado, um, Piper Niven, making her, uh, her debut on Raw. 100%, man. It was on Tuesday. High profile um, debut, by the way. High profile debut. It's a good sign, mate, because here's a crack. It's a good sign that they're bringing up the UK folk, uh, you know, they're on the UK contracts and bringing up to Raw. So that's, that's, a, that's really, really promising. But I just, as soon as I saw her on Raw, the pictures, man, I just got flashbacks to a, a fucking freezing bare Wednesday night in Linwood. We, we, um, we Viper and Nicky Storm and Demo, and just thinking this wow, just how far they've came, and especially for Kimberly, man, because she's Kimberly's an absolute diamond, dear lassie, absolute diamond, one of the nicest humans you'll ever, ever meet. And she's never gave up, man. She's never gave up. Obstacles have I've been thrown away. And each each time, man, she's ma- managed to fucking make the most of it. And now she's on Raw. But you know what? Fair play to that, lassie. Fair I, play. I think, she'll do, I think she'll do well. I Did really do think she'll do well. Because, like, she is super well-liked. I think she'll be really popular mm-hmm. with everybody there um, internally. And she's, she's good in the ring as well. You know what I mean? She's good. Really? Um, so... Uh, so that's that, that's the best thing. Um, what do I want to bury? Oh, I want to bury. I want to bury fucking Alexa Bliss. I get, I'm sick of burying her. I can't bury her anymore. Um, I'm not going to bury her anymore. I'm not doing it. Let's see what the punters are saying. John wants to put over Viper's main roster call up. Great to see another Scott in the WWE and another big shout out for Dark Side of the Ring for John. Nothing getting buried for him. Kev wants to put over the Tombstone Daft segment for last week, which was very funny. What was that? What was that? We were talking about all the, the dead people and the dead wrestlers. And- <laughs> oh, aye. <laughs> That's really- and Kev wants to put our Cesaro hiding behind the door in the Bailey-Seth Rollins segment for SmackDown. That was good. I really enjoyed that Bailey and Seth Rollins segment, actually. I really, I think Bailey's great. Sean wants to put the WWE not acknowledging Piper Niven and triggering the indie wrestling fans and bury the booking of Alexa. Oh, Bush. hold on a minute. <clears throat> put over WWE not acknowledging Piper Niven. Well, she's had the name before that. I mean, I'm being pernickety here, but she was Viper before Piper Niven. I don't know. Yeah. Am I being too... No, no, no. Um, and Sean wants to bury the booking of Alexa Bliss. She shouldn't have to fight against mid-card wrestlers like Nia Jax and Shayna. She should be competing for the main strap. Give yourself a... F- Give yourself peace, mate. Give yourself peace. Steve says... He wants to bury almost every match on Raw ending with count out or interference. It's total WCW booking. Put over. WCW, WCW. <laughs> and he wants to put over four women's matches on Raw. AEW could learn us something for that. Also, the RK Bro storyline is the best thing on Raw. Also, wants to put over the Holy Takeover pay per view. Every match was fantastic. And of course, um, Eli Drake is there. And NXT has won the million dollar belt, right? Million dollar champion, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. What's, his name? What's his name again now? It's L.A. Knight. He's L.A. Knight. Brilliant. He's, he's a man. I'm sorry. He's, he's, he's a fucking man. He's the best. He's, he's such a good promo. Like He's a brilliant promo, man. Do, do you know what? Someone pointed it out to me. See the way he delivers it. It's just the closest thing to The Rock I've ever heard in someone delivering a promo. Obviously, he kind of models his kind of style on it, but he sounds fucking brilliant. He's, he's brilliant. Okay. TNA, all you would do was watch Attitude Era promos backstage. It was actually mainly Stone Cold he was always watching. Really? Uh, aye, aye. But I can see, what, I know you're talking about with The Rock, but he was forever studying promos backstage, old Attitude Era stuff. And he always had it, man. The, the, the problem he had years ago was he's, he's too, he's fucking, in, he's in love with himself. But in wrestling, there's nothing wrong with that. They're usually a folk that have 
go to Phil Hogg. So I'd say that held him back for a good couple of years because he could have been. I mean, he was in NXT in 2011, 12, 13. And then, um, I don't know, something happened. He, he fucking done something stupid on an NXT house show that he was told not to do, and he got in trouble for it. He done the whole, you know, don't ask, but get in trouble for it. And I think it ended up going tits up for him. But when he came to TNA, man, I mean, he was like the most disliked guy ever. Everybody hated him. But then as soon as he started cutting his promos, he, kinda, he, he was in a faction with Drew, and it was bollocks. But then as, as soon as he went himself, man, he was great. And I, I won't say, once again, me and his uh, ladder match, on Impact was the highest rated uh, segment on Pop TV in the first quarter of 2016. <laughs> Let me say about him as well. I've, I've dined out on that for fucking six years, five years. On, on that great period of NWA power that there was before the pandemic happened, he was just a standout, man. He, he was a total standout on that. Uh, his promos were amazing. And he, his talent, I think, is that what he's best at is that he can, it's not just about how well he can cut a promo, is that if something happens or there's a certain reaction for the crowd or something, he can spin and work with that effortlessly. And that that's the kind of attitude era style promo where he, he's so connected with the crowd and he's so, he can just think on his feet. I'll yeah. say there was an amazing one. There was an amazing promo, I remember him doing, where he came out and he was wearing his new gear, right? And he says... Um, he pointed down at his shoes, right? And he went, these are the shoes of a champion, mm. right? And he turned around and he turned his back and he pointed at his jacket and he went, these are the shoes of a champion, he said. And then he realized that he'd made the mistake and the audience were laughing. And he was like, did I just say the shoes of a champion there again for my jacket? And he fucking went with it. You know what I mean? He, took, he just went with it and he was laughing and he was laughing along with the crowd. Oh. And then he had all the merch out. It was a merch with a picture of him with a Jake on it says the shoes of a champion. No, that's that. amazing, it, was, man. it was, you know, but he was just so, he was so likable on NWA Power, just, you know, just an I, old I, school. I, there was another one, I know, kind of gee idea what a character is in real life, but I remember him chatting up a bud one night somewhere and I was just walking by and I could hear him go, say to the lassie that he was talking to on a date or whatever and he was going, you see, I'm the kind of guy that likes, uh, I don't know what he said, but then he said it again. You see, because I'm the kind of guy, right? And I'm going, and I went up to him and I went, fucking listen to you. I'm the kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy. So then whenever ever I saw him anytime after, I'd go, you're the kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy. He was sitting there talking, talking away, to- totally broken just, but that's the kind of, that's, you know what I mean? That's he's kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of guy. Oh, he's a star. He's a star. Everybody um, the kind of guy. In fact, don't, because you'll be for it, actually. Don't. Um, Ross wants to put our Finland using Ludwig Borga's entrance music as their national anthem. What a fitting tribute to the man. Very funny. Jim wants to put our Piper uh, Niven making her raw debut. She's always seemed genuinely nice when I've met her. So well, happy for her, Jim. Sounding a wee bit like a stalker there. Uh, Dan wants to bury the vitriol that is about for people that like the opposite company. Let people enjoy whatever they like and stop with the hate. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown these days because it's not for me, but I don't criticise those that do. Watch what you enjoy, says Dan. Good play. Beautiful thoughts for Dan there. Stevie wants to bury Jack Henry for deciding to shoot instead of passing. <laughs> Jack Henry! <laughs> I wants to put our Viper debuting on Raw. So good to see another Scott showing up. Jamie wants to put our Piper never making her debut. Everybody loves this. And Samoa Joe returning to NXT. Is that definitely happening? Yeah, it's happened. It was on last night. Was he on last night? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just kind of feel. Uh, I mean, uh, it wants to bury the fact that all commentators didn't refer to Niven as anything other than the unknown friend of Eva Marie. Like they had no idea she's from NXT UK, which looks to me like the start of a daft name change. Like, does they matter? Calm down, it does they matter. Martin wants to put her Vipers Raw debut. Um, Sean wants to put her Joe coming back to NXT. Big fan of that, and another shout out for Piper Niven. Very very popular debut. But again, wants to bury the commentary team acting as if she's a complete newbie, never been seen before on WWE TV. Stick that shite up your ass, say Sean. Grado. I just want to make, just when you, you put it into context, this, you know, Kimberly Viper debut. This is a lassie for Coburn, right? <laughs> a lassie for Coburn, who's mom run a bus company, um, went to school. Fuck, I don't know, she, where did she go to school? Did she go to Garlic Academy? You think with that, you know, she 
she's made her own rock. Alassie Fico Burnley. Fucking get in there. Let me ask you a question, Gredo, right? WWE sign you. They want to debut on you on Raw, right? They're going to bring you during this segment. Randy Orton eh, and Matt Riddle are doing nothing, and you're going to come out, right? Do you have a problem if they say to you, you're not coming out as Grado, you're going to come out as some unknown guy, and we, everybody's going to be like, who's this guy? It's an unknown. Who's this unknown wrestler? How would you feel about that? Absolutely not. No issue whatsoever. Absolutely not. It's an absolutely not. Absolutely not. You would be daft to have an issue with that. You know, if, if Fergal Devitt had to do, although they backed Fergal Devitt up by saying he was, you know, a champion in Japan and all that kind of carry on. I mean, the majority of folk that the audience that Raw gets, you know, folk don't know me. So, of course, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be the slightest issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sensible answer. And that's, I think that sums it up. Now it's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to their run and come on the show, talk wrestling with me and Mr. Grado. Ask us a question this week. It's a run in from the one and only Matthew Haggerty. Here he is, the one and only Matthew Haggerty. Haggerty. Haggerty, 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 Matthew Haggerty. Hey, hey, how you doing, mate? Hey, I'm currently in the hospital, but I'm, I'm, I promise you, I'm all right. I'm safe. Right, what, what's what's happened to you? <laughs> Why are you in hospital? Yeah, right, it's a mental health ward. So, all right, so tell us, tell us, tell us more about it, though. Can you do you feel comfortable speaking about exactly I, no, why I, you're in? Oh uh, no, of course. Uh, basically, lockdown hurt me extra hard. You know what I mean? Uh, but like I've it's just kind of in the last year, well, this this past year, mental health is just gonna be a bit kind of shite. You know what I mean? Uh, but I promise you, like it's nothing to be concerned about. You know what I mean, I'm on a speedy recovery. And is that just through the past year, mate, or have you always had have you always had kind of issues here and there? Eh, uh, just nah, always fucking. I've always been quite overly sociable, but I'm no like ashamed of it. Reckon, you know what I mean, I'm. I hate. I just started off really, really fucking sad in that. I mean, but no, it's no, it's no, no, it's no. I've never heard this before. I've never heard this before. And it's it's not because like, fucking. I mean, obviously, like, like 2020 for me was fucking magic. You know what I mean, and right. I, I, <laughs> I know that obviously must be must sound quite like selfish because everybody's always had a shite 2020, but like it wasn't any different for me because I've been out of school since 2019, so. It was just like another year, and Aye. like so, it was all right for me. Uh, I turned eighteen this year and pretty much partied myself into a psych ward. Uh, I got the cells on my birthday, and I was very walking about saying, "Oh, I put myself in a cell by myself. I'm fucking brilliant." <laughs> but uh, obviously, I've. It's yourself. Where's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it going? <laughs> Well, mate, you're a, you're, you're a young guy. You've got, you know what? It's like, here's the here's way, way I look at these things, right? You're a young guy. You're in a, you're in a mental health ward, the new, right? You're, mm-hmm. getting, you're getting stuff dealt with, the new. You're seeing the right people. I think, I think there's always a problem sometimes. You get people go for a long time and they're not getting any of the help. You know what I mean? It's just a fucking positive thing, I think, that you're in there and, ta- and, and talking about it. That's the, that's the fucking big thing. See, guys, like, and I think this is a good thing. It's like you're a young guy, right? And you've came on this podcast and you've went quite openly. You've just kind of went like that right at the start of the conversation. You went, well, I'm actually in hospital now. I'm in a mental health ward, right? Speaking speaking openly about it. And it was a time it was a time people wouldn't have done that. It's like people, I mean, my generation and even Gredo's generation, we probably wouldn't have spoken as openly about that, wouldn't we? No, Gredo. Yeah, that's, which is kind of refreshing or here. And I, but, but, but I'm interested that, I'm interested. What, are you in there twenty four seven? You're just getting help. Like, when will you be getting hurt? Like, so, like, before exposing the business. Well, mate, if you want to fucking kayfabe the mental health ward, mate, mate, it's fucking point. brilliant, by the way, mate. It's fucking, mate. See, I got half the cuffs today, right? <laughs> right uh, <laughs> so, I fucking 
I was sectioned right after a wee bit, wee bit time after my birthday. But that was like during like the middle of lockdown, so like mm-hmm. technically everybody at the time was sectioned, right? So when I came back, like they had just started doing visits and like the day walks outside, so you can like go to a nurse and walk about and you can go to the shop and stuff now, so you can. So like it's. To be honest, it just feels like a regular hospital admission, only like a more. Does it help? And, it, and it helped you. I, 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 I mean, like you meet you meet I other fucking, you meet other people and stuff like that. Aye, right? it's good. It's good to like it's a good way to kind of socialise in a fucking unsocialised kind of world for a bit. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm taking like counselling and stuff like that as well, where you can sit aye. and talk with other people over the same issues and stuff like that. Eh, uh, aye, aye. I'll be honest, man. Like obviously, these podcasts is thing it's got me through the first time because like. Like, I, I remember, like, obviously you need to wait on your COVID test coming back, so you need to sit in the room. So I'm sitting bottom myself with all the fucking remarks and fucking shit for here, and I mean, like, oh, oh I'm a mark, I'm allowed to say this shit. I'm not doing that. Oh, fucking... <laughs> that, 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 that means a lot, doesn't it, Rab? Because I'm sitting ah, there, I've sitting there, I feel as if I've been a wee bit crab at the night. You know that way? Oh, aye, aye, and it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear that, you know, some folk are out there listening and we need to... And and when you dig it out, mate, what will you will you continue to get like some? Will they be checking in on you, and you continue to get some help and stuff like that? Aye, aye. Well, like I'm wanting to get back to the wrestling training. Uh, I recognise you, yeah. didn't I? I've met you. I've met you before. Eh? Uh, I must be a fan or something. Eh? I. <laughs> 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 I, I trained, I was trained under a uh, fucking voice crack, man. Uh, I trained under TJ Rage. Uh, I trained in Airdrie. Uh, really? Fucking, like, I started training when I was, like, 12. Uh, I made my debut, like, the end of 2019. And then I kind of, I basically became, like, a wee head and, like, drifted away for training a bit. Fucking went out, started drinking, smoking weed, became a usual. And then lockdown hut, lockdown hut. So, like, I couldn't get back to training if I wanted to. And then fucking like it's it's like just recently I've been really really enthusiastic to come back buy myself boots and stuff man my fucking wasn't in and little shit. Gold boots. Where did you get your boots? Ringsideboots.co.uk. Oh, you managed to get a hold of them then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 you, did you order them online or did you give him a phone? I ordered them. Right, so you never spoke to him on the phone? No. Every time I phone that fucking book guy, he's in Magaluf. Every time. Every time. And you, you know, as soon as it rings, it does that ring. Came when you know somebody's abroad. He goes, hello. <laughs> well, I'll be back till next week, so I'll take you out of it. You wonder if he's in Magaluf yeah. all the time, or you're all buying boots off him all the time. Well, did you, did you pay him by it? No, I don't want to stood, jump stage the guy, but he, he knows what he's doing. That's old Richard Bishop. He he's must a, know he's what he's so Matthew, you want to get into you want to get I mean that's a that's a good positive thing to fling yourself into. Um when you get out. Uh, you're gonna you so you want to be a wrestler. That's that's the the fancy. I know. See to be honest, man, like I I do want to be a wrestler. But like I just fucking the mere time that I've been away for training and stuff, then the mere kinda Time that I'm spending obviously in the hospital, like it's kind of put me off it a bit. You know what I mean? But like, I'm hoping that when the day comes that I go back to training or like when the wrestling starts back, I'll be able to just fucking things. I'll feel like the same way I did before I left without fucking obviously leaving again. Because I used to be really, really inconsistent as fuck with the training. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to like maybe show up for four Sundays in a row and then I wouldn't show up for ages and then I would show up again for a bit. And then like for making for starting training, like, for when I was 12 and no make my debut until uh, I was 16, like, that's how I, I, there was a long period before making my debut because I was so inconsistent. So that would be, like, one of the goals I'd like to work towards. Would be but you have been training consistent. since you were 12 years old. Aye, but I was a complete character, man. I showed up to training a single it. No, I mean, the first two years of training, I, I showed up in a single it. You know I mean? Mate, and, like, plenty of guys out over the years have done that. <laughs> Fucking, I used to get called uh, Kurt Angle, right? And I'd be raging that I wouldn't be called Gradle. You know what I mean, they used to. <laughs> be, my nickname was Kurt, and I'd be like, no, I wasn't called Gradle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, you know how the, the, the hang about training and then taking time out, mate, and, and being inconsistent? That was the story of my life for about, I'd say, about seven years. 
I, I mean, right. there was one time when I stopped for like two full years between two thousand and in fact longer than that. And it's just if it wasn't for fucking YouTube, I'd be. But that's ages. <laughs> it's, that's age as well, though, right? It's, it's youth, though, isn't it? It's like being young as well. It's like it's hard to have that. Um, proper kind of dedication and determination when you're young and particularly when you've got like you know when you're that age you're 17 18 16 17 18 usually your mates and all that are kind of kicking about and doing stuff and you're kind of wanting to do stuff with your mates and all that and i suppose you need to be just super fucking single-minded about it you know what i mean just be like super selfish and kind of um push yourself right into it because i think the scene is going to be quite exciting once everything gets back to normal i think it's going to be a good time for people to you know, be really flinging themselves into the training and stuff like that. Death like, fucking hell. Is exactly. I fucking, like, I'm just looking forward to being able to help at shows again, you know what I mean? I fucking get the wee black tie on and the wee black jeans on, man, and just fucking look forward to doing my security guard. That's all I need to call it. Sweet sign on underneath. <laughs> Aye, fucking, goddamn running, ripping the shirt open, man. <laughs> So what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching? Have you been watching wrestling lately? Are you up to date? Eh, uh, the angle AEW enter. <laughs> have you been watching it? <laughs> I, I, I've been watching a wee bit of them to be honest. I mean, uh, I used to like only really watch like WWE, uh, and then obviously like uh, with the telly in here, there's no like, like Sky or anything, or anything. So like it's just kind of flicking through the channel, just watching stuff and watching it on here sometimes, man. But obviously, I feel quite like, self conscious sometimes because like. You know, everybody's a wrestling fan, and like, aye, 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 aye. Like there was a kind of period as well. Like, and I was like, am I a wrestling fan still? Do you know what I mean? Because like, ever comes like, oh, what's the script for wrestling? And I'm like, oh, like, am I? It's like, I made my debut, but I'm no, like, I'm still trying. Can I see if I'm able to call myself a wrestler yet? Which obviously I know I can, I'm no, because I've only made my debut, and then I shot myself for a bit. I mean, uh, <laughs> and what was that so, like when you made your debut? Was it how did it go? Did you how did you feel it went? Oh, it fucking shite. <laughs> it was gassing. Fucking could barely run the ropes, but like the opponent I originally had, like he hurt his ankle the week before, so I had to get like a new opponent, and I got carried the, the full match, and like, but it was just like a hasty, and it was like I didn't come through, but it was a cool experience, and like it was a guy called. Uh, I'm allowed to say all the wrestlers' names, and yeah. Aye. No. Uh, you know, Rock. <laughs> you're, you're not just allowed to say their names, you're allowed to bury them as well. <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. Oh, I'll, put them, I'll put them over <laughs> some. Uh, it was John Cena's wrestling, I'm about to carry myself for fuck it. <laughs> uh, fucking, aye, but you know, Raw, man, right? Uh, one of them is hardest working motherfuckers there was, because obviously we get told to obviously promote the shows, fucking get the finger at the arse. He was always there with a motor, putting posters up, putting flyers up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and back then I was like, I'm still a wee guy now, but like, I used to be like really, really easy influence. I trained with guys like Luke King Sharp, Krieger, uh, trained under TJ Rage, uh, Guns Sunday Night Work now, Alex Parker, Logan Smith. Like, I fucking, I've always had like a, looking up to kind of personality, like, oh, mate, Wolf, man, I'm, so, like, I used to always just go to a firing session so I could look beer in the boys. Aye. <laughs> uh, but now it's, like, fucking, like, seeing some of them on the network and just being really one of the most proudest we cunts about, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, able to say, oh, that's my pals. And it. You know what I mean? But that must be quite, that must be something that really would inspire you as well was the fact that that path to get into the WWE is quite clear now. It's quite clear now what you need to do to kind of get to that level now. So it's like, aye. I mean, I that, fucking sorry, on you go. No, I, no, no, I, I, no. I went like and I appeared my van there. Uh, no, like obviously I know, like everybody's getting sent to the WWE wrestling center now. Like, uh, Viper, Piper Niven, like she got fucking made a raw debut last night. Mm-hmm. Last night uh, on Monday. Uh, so like. Fucking like, even though I know that maybe at one point in my life I could get a contract to whatever, I'm no, I'm I don't go to training because I want to be a WWE superstar. I'm kind of aiming my heights for wrestling kind of low. I mean, like I would be the idea for me that sounds better than going to the WWE would be like being a promoter, really. 
what I mean? Or running my own fucking training school or whatever and then Aye. still being able to wrestle here because that way I'm still in a way living the dream and then I'd have a chance to build myself an empire and fucking just you know what I mean but like it's I used to obviously every country that showed up to training at one point so obviously wanted to be go to WWE and I have as well I'm not saying that I've, I've no but like I've fucking I'm 18, get stressed out and shake myself and couldn't say my name too loudly. I fucking, I don't think I'd be able to be in an environment where, like, and hear all like, the fucking horror stories, like backstage at WWE. I don't think I'd be able to be in a situation like that. You know what I mean? I think everybody feels like that. You know what I mean? I think that's that's one of the things, and particularly at 18, like, I think everybody feels like even the new. Like, you know, like I'll give you an example, right? Because I was I was filming a sitcom recently, right? Um and I had a I had a day and I've I've filmed at this point in my life I've filmed a lot of stuff and I've been on film sets a lot and all that, right? But there was one day I was there and you know, and we were doing some stuff and we we're filming and I felt like genuinely felt fuck man, I feel quite intimidated here. You know what I mean? I came home and I said to my wife after it, I've said I felt I just had one of the days where I felt completely out of my fucking depth. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm fuck man, I'm shite at this, or a, you know what I mean? It's like, and I, I think that, that never goes away. Like, see, for, you know, it's for anybody, it never goes away, that thing, and it's a thing you just need to, and Gredo, you'll say the same, won't you? I mean, Gredo's, Gredo's a total fucking brass neck guy, right? Gredo's a guy who'll just walk up to anybody and say anything or that, but I know Gredo quite well as well, and I know that he does, he does worry about stuff and that kind of thing. You do feel the pressures as well, don't you, Gredo? Oh, 100%, man. I, even had it today, sitting in, Sitting in a room with fucking Elaine C and Alec Norton and Johnny Watson and doing and all that and Arabella have been doing it for combined about fucking two hundred years. And when it, and, and when they did, they put a close up on you and it's your turn to go, man. And you just go, oh man, fucking. This man, is this is a. Uh, what am I doing here? <laughs> you, have you got, have you gone back to the fucking uh, unmuted times and the fucking? <laughs> uh, feels like uh, I won a competition or something. <laughs> no, but it just ne- but that's a thing, mate. It just never goes away. So it's like it's you know you would if you were going to wait until the point where you just felt comfortable around everybody and only fear, you'd be fucking waiting forever. And I think that is the, I think that is the case for a lot of people. I think for a lot of people, they kind of go, "I'm not going to try this because I, I'm 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 still fear." But even like some stand-up comedians know that I know um, who are like some of the best fucking stand-ups on the planet. And they're fucking terrified before they go on stage. They're shitting themselves before they go on stage. And it's just a thing, unfortunately, that never never goes away. And, and, and it's one of the things like we were talking about just at the start of this bit. I think I think nowadays, like everybody, we all need to be better at talking about um, the weaknesses that we have. And we all need to be better at talking about fucking I'm fear or, or I'm scared or I feel like I'm losing grip of things or... You know, I, I, I feel in, intimidated and I, and, and I can't do this. You know what I mean? I need some support. I think, you know, I, I'm hoping we're moving into a better fucking time for all that kind of stuff. And I think you coming on and, and talking about all this, I'm sure a lot of, you know, you're talking about being around the boys and all that, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of the boys, a lot of people in the wrestling community out there uh, in the business who hear you on this show the night talking and, and being so open about that and and talking about the stuff fucking, that are going to be super impressed, you know what I mean? Like, I fucking, it, it pissed me off in a way, because, uh, like, obviously 2020 was half for every cunt, you know what I mean? Uh, like, it made me sad, because I was, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go back to training. Obviously, for all our shit, it's harmed, and, and I'm, I'm not going to fucking, I don't want to pull shit up, man. But, like, I I feel like if, when the day training comes back, and, I'm, and obviously people are training elsewhere, but I'm talking about, like, during the day, like, the Airdrie school opens up and everybody walks in. I feel like cunts, it's not going to, there'll be something like, or like an elephant in the room or whatever. But I feel, I hope that we're able to still have the same bond that we've always had, the same laughs. You know what I mean? I, think, I mean, you've got a fresh start now, man, when you, you know what I mean? It's like, and it sounds like you know, you know that all you can do is look after yourself. All you can do is look out for yourself. You can't, you know, you can't concern yourself with what people run about you do. And you know, you just need to come out and fling yourself into that and 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 keep healthy, man. And keep in touch as well. Keep in touch with the show and let us know how you're getting on once you once you do get out and get back to things. Just mm-hmm. keep us posted. Ever want messages or whatever, let us know, mate, but definitely come back on the show. And uh, 
good luck, mate. I'm sure you'll be absolutely brand new with everything. You can Thank tell you very much. Be brand new. Aye, you can tell by how fucking maturely you've you've been talking about this stuff that you're um, you're on the right track. So I, I look forward to seeing you in the ring, mate. Right. Cheers. See right. You I'll see you. Thanks for coming on, Matthew. Yeah, right. Catch I you soon. Opportunity again. Well, no worries. Right. Bye. See you later. Woo! It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now, you would never go on the train and start yapping away on your phone. With a speaker on, or a bus, or a plane, or any mode of transport, you wouldn't want every other person hearing about your conversation. So, using the internet without ExpressVPN is a bit like that. You need a VPN because internet service, internet service providers, your Comcast, your BT, your Tiskly, AOL, they know every single website that you visit. And they're selling this information. They're they're telling the ad companies, the tech giants. And then they use your data to target you. Now, ExpressVPN, well, it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between the device and the internet so that there's no bugger looking into your online activity. All you need to do is fire up the app, click one button, and listen, it's rated number one by CNET. Big, big reader of Wired and The Verge, and they all say it's number one as well. Now, it works in phones, laptops, and even routers. So everybody who shares your Wi-Fi, they can be protected as well. Now, I need to tell you, I love ExpressVPN because, look, if I want to watch something that's been on abroad and I need to click to that country, it's as easy as that. Open up ExpressVPN, hit the country that I want, and it makes it look like I'm in that country. And it's personally very, very important to me. I want to tell you today to secure your online activity. Get yourself to expressvpn.com forward slash wrestling today. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash wrestling. And you can get an extra three months free. Now, it's expressvpn.com slash wrestling. That's three times, bro. But listen, get yourself hooked up. Keep safe. And uh, batter on. You just made the list! Now it's time for a list more plentiful than the list of David Marshall memes. <laughs> it's the list of Wrestling Daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about by joining us at patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. This week it was all about debuts, the best or the worst. With 71% of the vote, it was best debuts that won, though I believe WWE may have done this before. We may, sorry, that's we may have done this before. I don't have that. John, I know total rubbish. Best time. Have we done this? Have we done this? Definitely done this before. Have we? I thought we had. Damn it. We've definitely done this before, but let me just let me just spit some out right at you again at the top of my head. Best ever debuts. Uh, I'm pretty sure my number one last time was Kurt Angle's debut. Um, I'm pretty sure it was that. Uh, my number two was probably Jericho. Does it and does it have to be a complete? Does it have to be a complete like um, like your first ever debut? Because me and Jester were talking when we were filming, and me and Jester were talking about just how amazing it was when Undertaker came back. American Badass Undertaker came back and was. Does that count as a debut? Because it's a kind of new gimmick. I would say it's a, the debut of the American Badass. I would let that one slide, I. Hmm. Try to think of some other great debuts. Well, the obvious, there's an obvious one that everyone probably would say is Kane. Kane was a great debut, aye. Mm-hmm. Kane was a great oh. debut. Um, try to think if there's anybody else. Ravens at fucking Unforgiven. <laughs> Aye, aye. Um, uh, God, try to think of recent ones. So I'm trying to think of like, is there any recent? Because we're always going back to the attitude era and all that. Try to think of recent debuts that were. Oh, AJ, the Rumble's quite an, uh, recent. Um, 
Aye. Any AEW ones where you went, holy fuck. Do you know what? Do you know it's a really good debut, right? And it's a re-debut. But Jeff Hardy on that TNA head-to-head with Raw episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A fucking great one. I like that. That's a decent shout. Kevin Owens' debut on Raw was a good one. When he came out to challenge Cena, remember? Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think any other good recent ones. Let's see what the punters are saying. Um, Andy says, I was at the Hydro when Raw was being taped and Noam Dar made his main roster debut. I was sat near some ICW talent when Noam came through the curtain. They stood up and applauded their pal. Genuinely nice to see. I remember that. I was there. I was there. I was there. I was at Panama. I was there. I went backstage after it. Went back. William Regal took oh, us backstage. Regal took us backstage. Regal. Jason, uh, best debut in recent memory. AJ Styles at Rumble. Daniel says best debuts recently. Moxley AEW. I said the rest of AEW's re- debuts recently have been a bit shit, especially Andrade. That was a shit debut. Scott says I love John Cena's. He's wee spiky hair to the ruthless aggression. Kurt Angle doing what he does and making Cena look like a star. Everybody forgets Angle's debut. It pisses me off. Angle's debut was the fucking best debut. He came out and, and the crowd were chanting boring at him. And then he fucking rolled out and took a mic and all that and was ranting at the crowd about I'm no boring. Not. It was brilliant. It was like, it was captured everything about that guy. He came out, he was instantly brilliant in the ring. He was instantly brilliant on the mic and he was instantly thinking on his feet. Um, it wasn't just all about a big fancy entrance and all that. Kev says Earthquake sitting in the crowd, kids pointing for him to be picked for Dino Bravo to do a push-up with him on his back, smiling and ha- laughing happily, sounding like a gentle giant with Mean Gene then attacking Ultimate Warrior out of nowhere. That was, a, that was great. Forgot about that. Went right out of my head. Absham says Santino, just crazy, jumping out the crowd and winning the Intercontinental title for Amaga. It was mental, which is what wrestling should be all about. That's a great debut. John says, Cactus Jack's debut in Madison Square Garden against Triple H. Watching back how well it was done in the pop was just amazing. Evil Ninja Phil says, it's got to be the narcissist. Lex Luger, the big cape, flexing at a big load of mirrors. Bobby the Brain going nuts about his muscles. That and It just didn't go anywhere, did it? It was the problem. Uh, Thomas says, Scott Hall on Nitro. Changed the game. Blood the lines of what was real. Sting at Survivor Series. Aye, it was expected and people slag it up, but it's stinging at WWE. Uh, Andy says Taker but everybody would say that maybe they did say it actually Edge then Christian Texas Tornado sure it was SummerSlam 90 debuted beating Mr. Perfect Yokozuna too was cool and Craig says he absolutely loved Goldberg's on Raw back in the day probably because I was too young to know the ins and outs so it was a proper surprise I would I'm, I'm, I would love to see a big debut again you know what I mean like a big Could giant well, you know, like a proper, like everything goes dark and then the screen fucking plays a video and then it's music that we've not heard before and then some person swaggers out and you don't and you've never seen him before. I think I think that'll happen. Before, I don't know when it will happen. The first person to jump from AEW to WWE, say they get WWE yeah. to get like Hangman Page or MJF or Darby Allen or something like that. They take one of the top boys. That's when it will happen next. I reckon. I always got to say, I was see really now, like the whole WWE jump to AEW now has been totally done. I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody mm. could jump to WWE to AEW now that would mean anything. It's literally. Uh, it's, it's been shite. I mean, that's what kind of inspired the kind of topic this, this week because you look at all the, the debuts that AEW have had recently, and this Andrade was last week, turns up in a suit. There he is, Andrade. You know, you've had Nero, you've had um you've had you've had so many Dark, like, big, uh, big show. Aye, and it's just it's just like a big you know, Paul White is AEW, you know, Mark you know, it's just it's just it's no there's no surprise. The best one I think in the list was like Moxley turning up. That was fucking cool uh, mm-hmm. during the Omega match and stuff, but it's just AEW don't seem to kind of do a big build like that, but because you know that it's just a WWE guy that's going to turn up, you know? I think that of all the people in AEW now, right, I think the one I think the one that they would want the most of all the people in AEW genuinely, the one that Vince would want the most out of all of them is Darby Allen. Like genuinely I think the WWE would fucking kill for Darby Allen. And I think it's just a matter of time before he goes. Because he's exactly, he's that kind of Jeff Hardy guy that Vince likes to have. Vince likes to have that young, cool guy. You know what I mean? 
that's in there, and they and they need that. I think they need that, and I would love to see, I would love to see a face Darby Allen coming into WWE straight into a program with Seth Rollins. I'd fucking kill to see that. Can you imagine that? You imagine a Darby Allen Seth Rollins match? Fucking brilliant, man! Brilliant. <sighs> Grado, talk us through your TNA debut. No. Just tell us something about it. How did how did that feel, mate? Well, I don't know because I feel as if I had like about four. Because I, I, the first thing I ever done under a TNA banner or fucking paycheck was against Shaq York Hall, which technically was a British wrestling card. Um, it was Bethnal Green, probably about six seven hundred people there. Crowd was amazing. Go to wrestle my best pal, and which the thing that we took for it was. It's a fucking proper ring. You know, I mean, obviously we get British wrestling rings, but we were this was our first time on a, a ring that, you know, was immaculate, a TV ring, if you will. So that nice. was the biggest thing, and it was just how fucking cool it felt. And then I debuted in America in a fucking six-man tag match. And fucking, but I can't even tell you where it is now. Some, something in North Carolina or something like that. No, no, North Carolina was the second night. The first night was... I don't even remember. What, what felt like your your actual debut though? Like what one of them felt like your? Um, I'd maybe say that probably the second night I wrestled EC3, um, in a in a, in a in a building that was bigger. It was like that was still a house show, but it was still it was a decent it was a decent place, decent venue. I suppose that probably felt like a debut. Then again, the Hydro felt like a debut as well, and then it felt like a debut in the. Soundstage in, in, in Orlando when I was my first match was with Low Key and Kenny King. Could be wrong, sure it was. I suppose that 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 day was was was, was mental just because of all what happened. I've spoke about it before, before the Low Key. Um, so I just shit yourself, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it is. You just shit yourself, didn't you? <laughs> We are wrestlers. Just to clarify, for anybody listening, we pretend to be wrestlers on the way back for a show and we're telling each other stories as we're on the road, road stories. But it's, it's these are stories that people sent in. Um, just I'm clarifying that because John likes to put up on Instagram clips for the show and stuff where it just looks like... What it looked like last week, my wife says to me, Robert, there's a, a video up on the hangway that's about you like spewing and shiting everywhere. And I was like, what do you mean? And I listened to it and it was me telling a bit of a road story about somebody spewing and shiting all their grandas cream carpet. But it, the way John had edited the Instagram clip, it just sounded like it was me that was spewing and shiting all my grandas cream carpet. So this is the danger that's of the road story segment. What he, he does think it's funny. He wouldn't do that to John. I don't know. I, I, I write, you know, listen to this week's wrestling daft to hear how this road story came about or, you know. If he reads hmm. the captions on Instagram, mate. Or do they not? Oh, well, no. let's see what happens this time. We're wrestlers on the way back for a show. Let's get in the car and see what happens. Let's start the car sound effects. Here we go. Beautiful. There we go. And here we are. What are you doing, Gredo? What, uh, you made your debut tonight, didn't you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? It went better. Oh, could have went better? Ah, don't worry, mate. I'll tell you a wee story here, mate. Well, well. You know, it's big, 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 big expectations we brought to. That's right, and you are pro two, mate. I'm most pro two as you, but oh, well, fuck, I was named these more pro two than me. Apart from maybe Adam Shame, Adam Shame is very pro two. I heard. No, about ten years ago, a guy I used to be pals with had a twenty first, right, on his twenty first birthday from Lanoff. Now the group I was part of then decided to wind him up, and we planned to scrap the shirts and the trousers and find the worst possible outfit combinations for his for his party. So I didn't have anything too ridiculous to wear. So ventured up to TK Maxx and got myself a pair of bright green Adidas popper tracky bottoms, right? And a luminous orange vest with Bog and Jesus sandals and a ripped denim jacket. Now, thinking about that, I fucking probably, that would probably pass our fashion these days with the millennial Spice Boys, do you know what I mean? Just to clarify, it's not me saying this, it's the guy you saying in the story right now, like millennial Spice Boys. Good name for a band, by the way, the Millennial Spice Boys. So anyway, I've donned this garb and I've headed to the party, buzzing to see what the rest of the boys are wearing, right? 
was running a bit late, so they'd already arrived when I got there. Now, this is before the days of WhatsApp and group chat, so none of us had an idea what the other ones were wearing, right? So I turned up, one of the boys was standing outside waiting for me in a full three-piece suit. <laughs> I nearly said a three-piece suit there. In a full <laughs> three-piece suit, right? And I've just went, oh, fuck. Another one of the boys comes out and he's in a suit and all. They're buckled. I've been double-crossed. I'm buckled as well, right? They absolutely done me. Head into the venue and the lads are eagerly awaiting this fud walking in dressed like a RuPaul reject. Is that all right? Aye, yes. Let me think, is it? Aye. Good laugh. <laughs> is that all right? Aye, kids. Good laugh, Oren. Until one of the boys notices my pauper trousers and goes, here, you need to give him a lap dance now. Already embarrassed enough, mate. I thought, fuck it. So they sat a birthday boy on a chair in the middle of the room and stuck on Tom Jones. Sex bomb. I've gave it 110%. And he even got a roar when the poppers came off. I should add, I'm a lover of all things beer and bacon. I'm in absolutely no shape to be stripping off in front of anybody, right? But anyway, I gave the lad a birthday he'll never forget and wanked off. Walked off, sorry. What and walked off. Jesus, man, I thought it would have taken a fucking turn there. As expected, the whole thing was videoed and stuck on YouTube. Best part of the story is that I was working night shift that night, so I wasn't drinking. I had to leave for my, sh- for my shift half an hour later. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Straighties work. Walk in, calf, lap dance, walk out. That's how it's done. Uh, right, so thanks, Jason, for that story. Jason sent in that story. Is the YouTube video still out there? I would love to see this YouTube video. What do you think you type in for that, huh? Green poppers, Adidas? I will find out from Don't Jason. search for poppers on YouTube. Poppers lap dance. Don't search for that. Um, right, so uh, if you've got the YouTube video, please do send us that. We'd love to see it. And thanks very much for that nice, pleasant, wee kind of funny story that wasn't too offensive anywhere and didn't end their careers. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. <laughs> And that's about it for this episode. What a fantastic week it's been in wrestling. Piper Niven made her debut in own Raw. Um, Gredo has been filming two doors down. He has been smashing it. Elaine C. Smith told me that she he's the funniest guy she's ever worked with. Um, <laughs> and Elaine C. Smith has worked with them all. And she says, Greg Fisher is shite compared to Gredo. That's what she said. That was in the paper, apparently. Compared um, to Yep. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> it's tight. Um, <laughs> It's time for us to go, um, but we need to choose a listener of the week, of course. So who would the listener of the week be? I would like to get to Matthew himself. Aye. And a bold Matthew for coming on and, and chatting to us so freely and openly. Um, he's going to be a listener of the week. He's going to get a, a wee belt for that, but he, I've got a feeling that a, a real wrestling belt isn't he too. He's going to get a real wrestling belt on his waist. Uh, Gredo, you could be you could be booking him on your uh, your family wrestling bash. Well, as long as he sticks in. Alright. Um, that's it for Wrestling Daft. Rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. Are you going to do one of these shows, Gredo? That's all the fucking would you cry? That's all that all this calms down. Hi. See Boris Johnson takes about Matt Hancock Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock. <laughs> I'd see that, aye. That was good, wasn't it? Funny that folk like that use WhatsApp just like us, isn't it? Aye. That is funny, isn't it? Because we quite yeah, often... They use things like for fuck's sake and all that, for fuck's sake. No, it was what the fuck. WTF, Matt You think they send wee gifts and that, like wee wrestling gifts? You know that one with Austin where he's like laughing and then he goes, oh, serious, that's my favourite one. Aye, he probably uses that. Dominic Cummings uses that a bit. Gredo, I mean, we did, we've quite often said people we've worked with are absolutely fucking hopeless, haven't we? Aye. <laughs> You say it all the time. But you do as well, John, about George Bowie. Uh, no, I do not. I do not. I tell you what, I'm, <laughs> I'm screenshotting all the wrestling daft um, WhatsApp group for uh, further, further, you know, get that out in the press, like Dominic Cummings, like, you know. End their careers. Oh, yeah, you you get. Get. Rab, you're fine. It's great, though, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine for mere content. There's loads this week. Video version of the show. Get on board. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We want your money. Uh, and why not check out our merch as well shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft thank you so much for listening uh, Gredo 
thanks for joining us for your digs. I know it's very difficult to do that. You're a working man. You've been filming all day. You've been on the radio in the mornings. You are in your digs. You're not even in your own house. It's a hard shift. Thanks for doing that, Grado. Um, I, I must apologise. I feel as if I've not been awake tonight. I'm, I'm dead tired. But You're knackered. I get it. John, and you were great. And you were great. John, and you running yourself into the ground, trying to support all sorts of people across the industry. Um, in the entertainment sphere we appreciate your work John no always and you the listener I would like to say I appreciate your work as well but I don't uh, I don't like McDonald's that much that I appreciate your <laughs> flipping the burgers and McDonald's <laughs> it's a beautiful heel finish isn't it up the road Grado oh it's just so enough Audio Frontier with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.